it's time we moved on from the cross. We can't be going back all the time. We've got to look forward. Something approaching a knife went through my heart as I heard these words. I knew where his ideas came from. In the same way we are what we eat, we surely are what we read. It was something my friend had been reading and he wanted my agreement. He didn't get it. I didn't argue or dissent. I said nothing. No comment. There was nothing to say. God will never forget what happened to his son on the cross. Jesus bears those nail marks for eternity. He is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. The power of the cross to save us, forgive us and deliver us from ourselves becomes more important to us as we grow up in him, not less, as we begin to understand its fullness. My friend had been lured away by a man-centred writer. Paul says to the Galatians, What's happened to you, Galatians, to be acting so foolishly? You must have been under some evil spell. Didn't God open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Wasn't he revealed to you as the crucified one? Our belief systems are shaped and developed by what we watch and what we read. The cross must remain central to our lives. If it isn't, we are out of alignment with God because it's central to him. When we sideline the importance of the cross, our gaze drops and we develop a horizontal rather than vertical worldview. We live from our soul rather than our spirit man. We stay self-centred rather than growing more God-centred. We rationalise and discuss. We do not move out in faith and trust the Almighty. A simple definition of being man-centred is, what's in it for me? Dear old Peter in Matthew 16 is our example. Jesus has just told him how important a role he was going to play and immediately follows it with the information that he, Jesus, was about to go to the cross which doesn't fit with Peter's sudden elevation and there is a sharp exchange. Let's see the revelation first. Matthew sixteen seventeen to 23 Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Yahoo! Peter sees his name in lights. Then comes the downside. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. This doesn't fit with Peter's ideas of stardom. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, you are an offence to me for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Peter's carnality, his desire to feature, so surfaces and Jesus rebukes him sharply. Peter, you don't know the half. You're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. 
At this point, Peter shows us that he is man-centred and not God-centred. We can always tell when we're making growth because our language changes. It becomes more faithful, more confident in who God is and what he wants to do in any given circumstance. Our worldview changes. We develop a right view of him. We begin to understand and align ourselves with him. So there's a way in which our diet, our reading, needs to change as we grow up and on in him. And like the old song, we begin to yearn for more and our cry is, is that all there is? That was Peggy Lee in 1969. The crust which used to satisfy us no longer assuages that hunger that's developing. We are beginning to hunger and thirst for righteousness and the promises we will be filled. We want to know more of the Christ and him crucified. As we discover what it means to be a Christ one, a Christian who really is living a kingdom lifestyle. Anyone who wants to grow in the things of God will need to read widely of those God-centred ones who went before and made a path for us, those pioneers. Pink, Tozer, Heugel, Watchman Nee, Paul Ballheimer, Austin Sparks, Madame Guion, John of the Cross, the list goes on and on. And up to date, Timothy Keller, John Piper, Dallas Willard, Bill Johnson, Bob Mumford, Graham Cook, to name but a few. Our diet will have changed. We are what we read and listen to. It governs where we live from, whether we are God-centred or man-centred, a turkey or an eagle. What will it be for you? You choose, beloved. Just be sure you choose wisely. <laughs>